0: All right, Mike, here we are on uh, episode three from uh, advance-australia.com.au, and uh, it is a five-step plan to reclaim Australia back for the people. Yes,
1: and uh, the next step we're going to talk about is electoral reform because if we're going to reform the government, we must uh, reform the electoral system as well. Yes, absolutely. So I think the simplest way to describe this is for our listeners to visualize a pyramid divided into three. The top of the pyramid will be the federal government. And it will actually have um, a specific set of um, responsibilities, but they won't be, um, you know, directly affected by the, uh, you know, for the people. Yeah. But basically what will happen with the uh, the system is we will have the uh, – the federal government, then we will have a regional government, which would mean completely revising the electoral system as it is at the moment, which will get rid of political parties, get rid of the states, and instead bring in regional governments. And there would be around about 95 to 98 regional uh, governments set up. And then underneath that, of course, and actually underpinning the whole Uh, structure will be we, the people of the Commonwealth of Australia. And responsibility will be down to the people. So the federal government will be directly responsible to the people and so will the regional governments. I hope that makes it clear. Is that that understandable?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're virtually going to eliminate the state government. Yes. Because we don't need them no we know we only need one form of government we don't need any more most urban governed, governed country in the world at the moment well two forms of government we need
1: we need the federal government to look after federal things and regional governments to look after the regions much like the local councils do yes now. that's right and that makes more sense right? yeah and i'll explain that all in a moment but basically with that system in place the um We would have to define divide each region into 50 electorates of 5,000 voters per electorate. Now, what that means is that we create small electorates because right now, where I am, there's about 100,000 people in the electorate. Yeah, yeah. Nobody can deal with 100,000 people effectively. You can't do it. It's impossible. Yeah. No. So the representative... Uh, the representatives will be elected from within our small electorate of 5,000 people. We'll probably know the representatives pretty well because they'll be part of our electorate, our our community. Yeah. We, represent, we, we vote one representative to re- represent us in the regional government. Yeah. Now the regional government will be made up of uh, 50 representatives, so we have immediately smaller government, and we will have an executive which will be composed of the best bureaucrats from the local councils so rather than having local councils or as they're trying to make it local government which is not true Mm. we will have a regional government and the executive part of it will be the people from the local councils who are doing the jobs that they're already doing but we the people will select the ones that are doing a good job so the dross and the um the, the you know the hangers-on and the people who are not actually doing anything in the councils at the moment will get fired. They'll have to get a real job,
0: mm. and only the people who are actually good at their jobs will remain. Well, Sound that's like it. a good idea. Yes, it does. Yes, I'm a bit sick yeah. of this situation with governments out there that uh, just employ people and have the whole thing set in place, so if you can't de-employ them, yes. Mm. No, they will have to. Um, they will have
1: to account for their work. They will be accountable just as anybody else in a company is accountable. Mm. But they will serve the will of the people, yeah. as will the regional government. Now, how this will work is we can have a rolling elections. We can have them any time. So let's say that somebody dies in um, our regional government today. We can have an election almost immediately using the, um, the blockchain-based um, digital voting app, mm-hmm. right? And we can elect someone to represent us, either in an one electorate or in the region. So we can have a regional uh, election or even a single election in one electorate. So how are we going to call for the candidates? They would put, the, you know, they would put their names up, or somebody in the in the electorate would put the name up. And but we would also, I think, have to have a, a vetting committee to make sure that anybody that does want to represent the people has the qualifications to do so. Mm. One of the big problems that we face at the moment is these political party governments select their people according to uh, you know my good mate can do that job. he yeah. doesn't have any or, you know doesn't have any qualifications to do the job. The good old boy. Easily, appointments. Hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, that's, we that's we right. need people who are who are perhaps even got a a, um, a university
0: degree. Well, in I think how that- to serve the people. That's, that's, that's sort of gone by the by. That the university groups mate. They're on the back of woody boxes nowadays. Yes, but
1: we can reform that. That's yeah. not
0: a problem. It's only see, the biggest fixed, problem, Mike, you know? I think you'll find yourself, even within the smaller community, like club communities and stuff like that, they work on the same basis. It's the good old boys and, oh, he's a great club man because he turns up here all the time. and got absolutely yeah. nothing to do with running the place. And it's no. the same with government. I mean, there is no qualifications required to be a politician. You've just got to be elected. Uh, and, right. and, but they sit down and sit on judgment of people who are working mm. under them to be super qualified, and now the qualifications have gone out of control. I think you need a PhD to operate a lawnmower nowadays. Well, it's gone
1: beyond control. I mean, look at the SES guys now have to get a blue certificate or whatever they call it just to go out and fight bushfires. Where are all the babies that they're coming into contact
0: with? The children. What stupidity. Well, you can remember the police force now is an academic career. Years ago, it was done on ability. I mean, the ability has gone straight out the front door because they've got a certificate now.
1: So they just go after criminals. They don't come
0: near me. I've got a certificate.
1: Yeah, Right. Right, you can wave that in the criminal's face anytime. <laughs> um, Any, I'm getting right anyway, getting back to where we are.
0: Look, ha- it's, okay, it's so how will this sort sort of all work? Into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, how will it start? Okay, so the first thing we would have to do is to have a national referendum asking the people if they like the proposal that we have put out. And if they all vote yes, we need to reform the electoral system and get our, our representatives in there. That's what we will do. So it's up to the people. Everything that we're proposing must be approved by the people voting in a referendum first. Yeah. So we won't just go out and willy-nilly do it. It's got to be the will of the people. Yeah. Now, what would um, regional responsibilities be? Well, for a start, regional governments would be responsible for health, hospitals, aged care, child protection, mental health, education, the environment, water drainage and sewage, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. Anything yep. that you can think of in the region that needs looking after will be done by the regional government, including, um, collecting property title levies if necessary, um, you know, garbage collection, yeah. uh, everything. Right. And you know, there will be essential public services that need to be looked after. Now the federal election, that will be, the federal representatives will be elected or chosen, and this is up up for um, discussion and voting. Um, some people favour that the, the regional government select one of their own to represent the region in federal parliament. I don't think that's a good idea. I think the voters in each region should select their representative by voting for the candidates. You know, six candidates put their hand up, one is, is elected yeah. from the region to represent yeah. the region. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Get the federal okay. head right out of it. Exactly. Mm. Now, once they are all elected and sent off to um, to the the federal parliament, just as they are sent to the regional government, then they those people in the government will select a, um, a a leader like a prime minister or, and the chief chief executive officers of the government departments. And again, those people will be highly qualified. They're not allowed to run a, a department. Um, unless they know what they're doing. Well, they've got to be held accountable from square one. They're always accountable. So anyone that we elect into the federal government or the regional government is elected by we, the people, and they are directly responsible to us. Yeah. Okay?
0: Yep.
1: Now, at the the national level, the structure of the government, I I propose, is a unicameral parliament, which means a single chamber, but then again, the people may decide we need two chambers like we have now. Yeah. And what, you now. know, as far as I can see, there'll be no need for a Senate as the federal representatives will be directly accountable to the people. Yeah. And they may be recalled and replaced if they do not perform the will of the people. If the people of that area decide that they're yep. not doing the job. Exactly. Mm. We, will have a, we will have a prime minister or a well, president or whatever we decide to call them, and a vice president or a vice prime minister, or deputy, whatever. There and then, then finally, we will have an executive yeah. yep. headed by the leader and consisting of the chief executive officers of public service departments, including yeah. chiefs of Navy, Army, and Air Force, and they will also select the judicate, you know, the judiciary.
0: Yeah. Well, in there yeah. lies a terrible threat to the establishment.
1: <laughs> well, yes, because finally we'll have a judiciary that's accountable to the people. Yeah. If you don't make the right decisions, you get replaced. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And though of course, the people in the judiciary would have a legal, you know, good legal training.
0: We're not just going to let anybody sit well, say. Well, you see, politics important. is now a career. When it was established, you were here to look after the people. It was no longer a career. You had a career, whatever it was you did outside of politics. That's right. And only people who had en- en- enough money to, uh, you know,
1: retire and go into politics were able to do so. Yeah. And that's what we really want now. Yeah. But then again, you know, somebody who stands up and gets elected. There's no reason why we can't pay them a reasonable salary to make sure that they, um, we get the best of the people. Yes. We don't want to underpay them, but we don't want to overpay them either. Well, and we like certainly someone... don't want to give them all the
0: benefits <laughs> that they're getting now. Oh, I mean the day. amount of money that they're getting now and and they're unsackable. Yes. You cannot get rid of them. These bureaucrats are in, there in the top of the ladder running the politicians. I mean, their little <clears> dictatorships and empires are, are there for life and no, they don't have to anymore. leave till they want to leave. Yeah. Well, even with the uh, the
1: bureaucrats, they will also be easily recalled and sacked if they're not doing the job properly. Yeah. So any malfeasance, any any corruption, will sort it out. Yeah. They'll be gone. Right. Now, what would the federal government be responsible for? Law and order. So we would have a national police force rather than these state police oh, force. would like that like they be wonderful? There. Could we have a national yes. driver's licence too? Exactly, <laughs> and so that way, with a uh, you know, with a national police force, they are responsible for doing their job right around Australia to the same standard. Yeah,
0: right. It's just uh, crazy. The federal government is operating planet, oh, in Australia, isn't it? Yes. We wouldn't need all this. We're not. We're not. We're not running into uh, other sta- other countries within the one no. continent area. We are isolated no. ourselves, and there's, there's that's right. It should never have happened in the first place. But anyhow.
1: Mm. Well, you know, that's, that's uh, one thing that we'd have to decide on by voting in a referendum. Defence. Yeah. Now, the federal government would be responsible for our defence. And how would we defend ourselves? Well, I'll talk about that in step five. All but right. basically, we would want to encourage people to, to want to get involved in the defence of our country, and it wouldn't be um, compulsory. It would be, you know, like the... Um, actually, the, the Swiss make it compulsory. Yes, and they do. how safe they are.
0: Yeah, and they take but their firearms I,
1: I, home and their uniforms, and they hang it in the cupboard, so there's a I agree, but it. I think, I think Australians are patriotic enough that they would want to have a you know a say in the defence of our country. Yeah, and that's something yeah. that we can decide on. Yeah. National security, foreign affairs, customs, yeah. immigration, quarantine, overseas trade—that's imports and exports. Yeah, uh, the national economy. Banking, etc., citizenship, energy, taxation, fiscal policy, monetary policy, land, mining, fisheries, postal services, and so on. The list goes on. I've actually got about uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah, at 28, yeah. 28 different yeah. uh, things there that the federal government would look after: roads, yeah. railways, air traffic, yeah. airports, etc., etc. So these things can easily be managed by a federal government. That's what the federal government is supposed to do now. Yeah, but it would all be at the, the will of the people, not the will of the political parties that's right and as I said before, we would have staggered elections we don't need a big bang election day that, that's a complete waste of time effort and money. we could have st- staggered national elections any anytime that we want and we can have a, an election local election or a, a election uh, a, a vote on uh, legislation proposed legislation any time. So the, the good thing about avoiding a Big Bang Election Day is it allows the elections to be conducted quietly and calmly in one or two electorates at a time without the voters being subjected to a national advertising barrage. Yeah. And it allows the voters to concentrate their attention on selecting a candidate in their electorate without being bombarded with extraneous material about candidates in other electorates or, or the, the, you know, the mudslinging that goes that on That goes on, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, it, it, I presume that you would be removing completely any preferential voting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It wouldn't be necessary. It's not when even you have a, call, a voting app, it
1: won't work. The is the person that's doing the job. That's right. Yep. That's we would I eliminate do. the interruption to the normal business of government that occurs with Big Bang Elections. And it avoids the tendencies with big uh, bang elections to make extravagant promises yeah. and it ex- ensures changes to policy are gradual, predictable and marginal.
0: Yeah. Well, I you think know, the promise situation needs to be jumped on from a great height. I mean, if you're going to do something, then you do it. You just don't go out there and promise it with a facade up there so as you get elected. But there's got to be some sort of accountability put into that. Exactly. Mm. So
1: when, when you're electing people like this, we're electing the man who is going to do the job and who is qualified to do the job.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. So a politician, they would lose that stigma of being a politician because they wouldn't be one. They would be a representative of the people. And I think that would create a a massive change in attitude because we would have people who are proud to serve the
0: nation. Yeah. Well, that's how it originally started. That's what it was all about in square one. Yes. Yeah. And then this communism. Look how it blew out. Yeah. yeah,
1: Because we, the people, got lazy and, and and we were made ignorant by the education system. Yeah. And it's been very gradual. You know, the, the Fabians set out in the 1880s to change the face of our, our government systems, and they've been very successful. Yeah, And what they brought in was gradual communism. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. And we are ruled by a communist elite right now, and that's yeah. got to stop.
0: Well, so it, this is how we can do it. The country's going out the back door at a hundred miles an hour. It's ridiculous. Yes, I mean, it is. But a, it can uh, be changed. Yeah. The first, you know, the first steps can be I mean, CIR with me. digital voting. Yeah, on, a, on and a nation elections. On a nation like this, where we're relying on importing nearly eighty percent of our produce now, whereas before we were, we were exporting it. I know. I mean, what's it how that's all forward and reverse. I mean, you couldn't well, look, get you know, worse management if you tried. No, well, I lived in
1: Thailand for 30 years, as you know. And up there, we, had a ta- we, we elected a prime minister, prime minister called Thaksin, who was an amazing man. He became a multi-millionaire very quickly uh, because he had the monopoly on um, mobile phone technology up there. Mm. Um, so obviously he was a bit corrupt, but he was, he was a good man. He had good intentions for the country. And he realized that all the the rice farmers had a big problem every year. They would plant their rice, they would sit around waiting for it to grow, and then they would harvest their rice. It would be sold to middlemen, Chinese usually, and who would make then a huge markup before it got to the city for sale. Mm. And for the other six months of the year, the farmers was sitting around twiddling their thumbs and doing nothing. But he realized that every... um, uh, what they call Tambun up there, which is kind of like an electorate Mm. uh, or area. I forget what you call it here. But um, every single one of those, they had a, a, you know, like each area had a particular set of skills or or, um, uh, home crafts or whatever. Right. So one area might make pottery and do it very well. Another one might make um, uh, artificial flowers. Another one might make baskets and another one might make clothes, you know, uh, silk, silk um, cloth. And mm. so what he did was he, every single area in Thailand was divided up into what they call tambun. And these tambuns were manufacturing one product, one product, one tambun. Right? They called it o- O-top. Mm-hmm. And um, he set up a, a, a regional uh, distribution, a uh, wholesale collection point. So when the farmer made their, their bowls or their, their cloth or whatever, they took it into the regional distribution point and then they would send it out to the shops and, and all around the country and even for export uh, and the money would go back to the farmers. Mm. A great idea. And we yeah. can do the same thing here, you know, because right now you go out west and there are, there are whole communities dying. Yeah. But imagine if we could get those communities to do something like this. Those those economies could be rejuvenated yeah. straight away, bang, and and we would have a, a thriving economy. Now there are other ideas that I've got about developing the
0: economy too, but we'll talk about that in the future. Well, but day, what do right. you think of these ideas? Mate, I think they're great. Right. There's nothing I can see wrong with them. Just a matter of getting the people to realise it's a good idea.
1: Well that's the whole idea of these discussions here today because yeah. uh, I think once people realize the the opportunities that we have yeah. and and the talent that we we're already sitting on I mean the Australians are not stupid and we're not uh, lazy we just don't have the opportunities because we've elected the wrong people to run this country for us yeah yeah you know that's so right. all it takes is a little bit of creative thinking and we could become the most productive and the richest country in the world again. Did you know back in the 1920s and 30s, we were one of the richest countries in the
0: world? We were. Yep. We absolutely were. Yep. And I we remember can as a, a young it. boy, we were riding on a sheep's back back then and the absolutely. primary industry was uh, flourishing. Yep. But uh, we've lost Not only that. primary industry, but we had our own car
1: manufacturing. We, we had factories everywhere. Yeah. We had coal mines. We had everything. And, yeah. you know, this brings me to the point of coal mines, which is a little bit off the electoral system. But, mm. you know, these people going around talking about, oh, the dangers of coal, how bad it is. Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. We need coal to generate electricity. It's that simple. We, without electricity, we can't do it. And we've seen the example in South Australia where they're trying to run without uh, coal power. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. So, but the beauty of it is... What most people don't understand is that Australia is one of the leading uh, countries in the world with coal technology. Yeah. Now, I know of of at least one company down in in Victoria that has developed two types of coal technology. One is to compress brown coal and take out all the water from it to create pellets that burn so highly and so efficiently that they can create high-grade steel burning brown coal. Yeah. Right. Now that, when you take out the uh, the impurities from the brown coal and compress it, it burns so well. There's almost no pollution whatsoever.
0: Right? Yeah, you get rid of the pollution problem. Well, that's and the second against, thing. Yeah. Hmm? that's running against the uh, the the massive industry in Australia now, which is called climate change. Oh, um, well, that's one of our biggest yeah, industries outside of the public service. Yeah, I
1: know. Now, the other thing that this company has come up with is something they call the Matmore system. Oh, yeah, I know which about is, that. Yeah. yeah, which is a way to burn the uh, the, coal the coal and yes. the processed coal yeah. pellets yeah. to create high-grade steel. Yeah. Now, the yeah. problem here in Australia is they're not doing it because – the government doesn't approve of it yeah. because of this stupid Greens idea. Well, I watched the. Lab- they were going to sell it to the uh, to the the Indians. Mm. Um, that didn't come off because the the Indians, with typical usual Indian uh, attempts to subvert this system, uh, wouldn't agree to the to conditions, and they cancelled the deal. Yeah. But now that company is using exactly the same technology to recycle our garbage and make that burn so well that we can create steel and iron and all sorts of things um, so efficiently we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, and as far as mining the coal, yeah, it's a dirty business. It always has been. But there are ways to minimise the pollution from even mining. You know, it doesn't yeah. take much to Recycle water, which is used to damp down the any coal dust. Itself. Coal dust, yes. Yes, mm. you know, and they're talking about all the the, the damage to the reef out there. What yeah. damage? There is no
0: damage. Well, I've watched a lady being put interviewed on the train. And, yeah, a lady been gone. interviewed on television the other week, and uh, it was just wonderful. She was uh, probably lady in her thirties, an engineer, and yeah. she was head of a crew that were working in China, developing coal fired power stations using those principles you've just discussed. Yeah, um, and there now. Putting a coal-fired power station with just about zero emissions coming out online once a week. That's right. And
1: worldwide, there are about 700 new coal-powered stations being built each year. Yeah. And what are we doing in Australia? No. We're decommissioning them. Yeah. How stupid are we? Oh, we're leaders. You just go and ask it. You know, no worries about that. Yeah. Anyhow, look. Right, oh, no, look. I better go. Yeah. But uh, I think I hope that this clarifies things. By changing our electoral system, we can work wonders with our country. Of course and we, we can. And put the power back
0: yeah. in the hands of the people. Yeah, we'll, we'll meet again and we'll do episode four, which is a taxation reform, uh, which is mm. four of our five-part series. And uh, I right. look forward to doing that, Mike. No worries, mate. Catch you All again. Right. Okay.